can't get past the hurts of things that were said to us or that were done to us. Jesus is willing to go into those dark, dark recesses of our heart. And when, wherever he goes, he brings light. Amen? Many years we probably thought we were in the dark. We were in the abyss of our choices. We were in the, the, the abyss of not knowing our purpose or our passion. Running our lives by our own understanding. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. We've talked about that before. That's insanity, right? And we're talking about this morning the insanity of leaning on our own understanding. Our understanding is flawed. Our understanding is tainted by our sin nature. It's tainted by the shame and guilt of our lives. And we need to have that new heart and that new mind. When the Bible tells us in this verse to lean not on our own understanding, it's not encouraging us to be irrational, right? God doesn't want uh, us to believe something that's totally untrue and irrational and stupid. And every day we wake up, we gotta, we got to work ourselves up into this frenzy to believe this stupid, irrational thing. There are evidences historical evidences, archaeological evidences of the gospel of Jesus Christ and of the word of God. But you know what is the greatest evidence? The evidence of a life that's filled with the Holy Spirit. And when you have the evidence of the Holy Spirit speaking to you and telling you that you are a child of God, what other evidence do you need? Amen? You are a child of God today. And this is the mindset that we walk in. Now listen to this. The book of Proverbs speaks very highly of understanding, doesn't it? As you read through the book of Proverbs, listen to this. Proverbs 2.2, 2, incline your heart to understanding. 2.3, raise your voice for understanding. 2.11, understanding will guard you. Proverbs 3.13, blessed is the one who gets understanding. Proverbs 14.33, wisdom rests in the heart of a man of understanding. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge. To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Proverbs 23, 23. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. So if we're supposed to get understanding, why are we not supposed to lean on it? We're told not to lean on our own understanding. Meaning conclusions based primarily on our own perceptions our own experiences, the understanding we have based on others' say-so about our lives. Because our own understanding simply will not bear the weight of reality. The pain and the sorrow of this life, we don't and will never, never understand. We will not have a grasp of it. We are going... To go through things in which we doubt God, which we hate people, which we will struggle with, and our own understanding of what's going on will will curse us, it will betray us, it will deny us the privilege of understanding the passion and the purposes of God in our lives. We 
We talked about before that we've made unbelievably stupid decisions. And we look back and we say, why in the world? What, right? what was I thinking? That should be a show. Maybe we can get that together. What was I thinking? Moms have the capacity to speak God's understanding into children. To give children a mindset that leans toward hearing and listening to the voice of God, not the voice of men or institutions or organizations or political affiliations. Moms have this power to bring children into the wisdom and the righteousness and the sanctification, the redemption of God. And the children rise up like David with passion and purpose that cannot be taken away because they know God. My mom used to drag me down. I told this story several times. I'm going to tell it to you again. My mom dragged me down to the altar every Sunday night. (laughs) Usually by my earlobe. She dragged me down and threw me down at the altar. And I never remember anything other than this is what she said to me. Tell the Lord that you love him. Tell the Lord that you praise him. Tell the Lord that you thank him. Over and over again, every Sunday night I do this until finally my mindset switched to who God was. And as I was saying it, I was saying, you know what, I do thank him. I do praise him. I do love him. And from that moment on, he instructed me in the wisdom of God and his decisions and his purposes. Did I always make right decisions? Definitely not. We're all like a work in progress, aren't we? Some need more work than others. Moms have a special, special effect upon the lives of, of people. 2 Timothy 1.5 says, I remember your genuine faith, Paul says to Timothy, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I know now that the same faith continues strong in you. Isn't this a great and awesome promise of the generations that will know God because of our steadfastness in preaching the gospel and ministering the wisdom of God to our children from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from generation to generation. The record of Timothy demonstrates the value of positive Christian training in the home, changing the mindset of our children, changing the mindset of our our own minds as parents. Lois and Eunice took the responsibility to pass their faith on very, very seriously. And you know what? It takes a lot. It takes a lot. Remember Ben Carson? He uh, ran for president. He told this story about his mother. His mother insisted that Ben and his brother Curtis would write a book report every two or three weeks. Not books from school. Just a book report, they'd have to read an extra book. And they would do this two, three, four weeks. They'd have to turn in a report to her. About the time he was in, a, in junior high, Ben finally realized something that was extraordinary to him and shocking. Found out that his mom couldn't read. 
For years, Ben had read books, scratched out reports, assuming that his mom was checking every word. But she didn't have a clue what, 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 what she, he was writing. But you know, she loved, she loved God and gave Ben Carson a foundation of faith. Consider this, raised by an illiterate mother, Ben grew up to be a world-famous surgeon, was featured in many articles, was the author of several books, ran for president. His illiterate mom didn't twist her hands over her back of learning and give up hope because of who and what she was. She put her hope and faith in God, that God would lead her son to greatness. Moms, dads, spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers. Are you confident today that your life will lead others into a confident faith in Jesus Christ as they follow your lead in following the Lord? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Are you willing to stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to do what it takes for people to look to me as a spiritual father or spiritual mother to allow them to be growing up in Christ. And live for him. Remember the Garden of Eden? In the Garden of Eden, they had a command not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It wasn't the tree of life. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam and Eve chose to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but their capacity, their understanding, could not bear the weight of good and evil and the knowledge of it. Because they weren't omniscient. They weren't all-powerful. The point of the prohibition was to keep humans, not to keep them ignorant, but to preserve for them the opportunity to enjoy the pleasures of this world and the pleasures of God. Humans have a tendency to mess up even the good things that God has given us sometimes. Isn't it true? God can only handle such knowledge. What this means is that it's not the one who trusts in the Lord that's irrational, but the one who leans on his or her own understanding. What God gives us today is this joyful sanity of trusting the Lord. Isn't it great? And going from the insanity of trusting and leaning on our own understanding. So many of the things that cause us the most difficulty and heartaches in life, the source of much fear and anxiety and anger with others and with God, is the result of leaning on our own understanding. We're resting our intellect upon the intellect of God. Nothing is wiser or saner. Here's a great thought that we can really take in this morning. Is that God doesn't want to make you miserable. Isn't that fantastic? God doesn't want to cause your life pain, suffering, 
to be miserable. He wants you to, to enjoy life, to have love and to have joy and to have peace. Let's turn in our Bibles to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. And you know what? We'll start with uh, verse 4, okay? Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Always be full of the joy of the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Think, thank Him for all that He's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus, our Lord. How many of you were anxious this week? Anxiety takes us over, doesn't it? When we think about the struggles and the situations. One thing about anxiety is it brings us back into the mindset of our old self. And when we're anxious about things, we think about past experiences. And we look at our circumstances and situations in light of our hurts, of our brokenness, in light of what people have said about us, and our eyes are completely off of God, and it's like an avalanche that begins with worry. And all we're, all we're worried about is that we want to get out of this thing. We don't want to feel this way. And here, as we trust in the Lord, God gives us an answer. And the, the number one thing to get you into the presence of, Lord is, of the Lord is to be thankful today. Thankful. We're thankful today, aren't we? Pray about everything. And when you're in, in anxiety and in, when you're in stress, don't look to the feeling that you want to come to. Look to the God that you serve. Do you understand? Sometimes when we're in a situation, we, we look to, I want to have this emotion or I want to be in this place. Just lay it open, open to God and he will lead you and he will guide you and he'll set you free and he'll open your life up to so, so much beauty and, 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 uh, and joy in your heart and life. Don't limit God, amen? So don't worry about anything. Let it go and grab hold on, onto God, amen? Romans chapter 12, let's turn over there. Romans chapter 12, and we'll read verses 1 and 2. And as we're turning there, how many are thinking of the buffet or the restaurant that you're going to right now and the celebration? Come on! I know you're thinking about it. All right. That's okay. I am too. Because we're going to Texas Roadhouse. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 12. Verse 1. Here it goes. That 16-ounce New York sirloin is coming up in my mind. Okay, here we go. So, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. 
Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is the true, truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And here's the thing, guys. We're born again. We're redeemed. We're forgiven. We have the presence of God in our heart. The Holy Spirit resides within us. The same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. And yet, with all that, we go back to the way we think from our old nature. Right? Instead of having the mindset of Christ and putting ourselves in His hand and in His care and that everything that He does is providentially perfect and good for you no matter what it is. Everything works together for good to those that are are called according to His purpose and love God. Do you believe that today? That your struggle and your circumstance is actually good for you? Do you know why it is? Because it's leading you to Christ and conforming you to the image of Christ. And as Christians, this is our destiny. It is our purpose. So everything that comes against us is drawing us to this place where we're, where we're at, at a quiet, restful place in the hands of God. All these ISIS dudes that grab these Christians, they don't understand the calmness and the quietness of these souls that are ready to die for Jesus Christ because they have the the passion and the peace and the joy of the Lord in their hearts and the assurance of salvation. That is awesome. Flip over to Isaiah chapter 30. And verse 15. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15. And here it goes. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. In quietness and confidence is your strength. Flip a couple pages, Isaiah chapter 32, verse 17. We'll read from verse 16. Isaiah chapter 32, verse 16. Justice will rule in the wilderness and righteousness in the fertile field. And this righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence forever what the Lord is calling us to guys is this attitude of quietness do you ever go through the day and your mind is just cooking it's just going they say about 1200 to 1500 words a minute pass through our mind right and we're just wanting to be like stop right see guys can do that better right because guys, they, they take something off the shelf of their life and they, they grab it, they open it up, we look at it, we think about it, we put it back on the shelf, right? Now women, when they reach for something off the shelf, 
the whole shelf falls down. Isn't it true sometimes? And it all gets mixed up and everything. Is that kind of right? Yeah. In all that mess, we do it too. God wants to come in and give us quietness. He wants to give us peace. He wants to settle our anxiety, settle our pain, settle our hurts, come in with his presence where we just are quiet. And in his righteousness, there is quietness and there is confidence. And that's why it's so precious to spend time with God, praising him, loving him, and thanking him. Because when you're in the presence of the Lord, there's no room for confusion or chaos or anxiety. Amen? Amen. God wants us to change our mindset so that we can live a life of not leaning on our own understanding, but trusting in the Lord and having, having this quiet resolve in the wisdom of God, the righteousness of God, the fact that He's sanctifying us and transforming us, and the fact that, yes, He has bought us, and He has won us, and we are His. Amen? Amen. Now, how, how, how are we going to do this? First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.30.31, we read it. It is by His doing that we are in Christ who became to us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So as it is written, let him who boasts, let him who trusts, let him boast and let him trust in the Lord. When you're going through a time where you're worried and you're leaning on your own understanding and there's stress and anxiety, what we need to do is look to what the Lord has done. Amen? And realize what He's done in our hearts and in our, our lives. He saved us. Look at all the promises of God and, 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 and bask on them, meditate on them, just like David did, out in the field, alone, singing songs, reading the Word of God, building up His heart, so when the battle of life comes along, it's no problem. We're going to take down this giant. Because He's speaking against the Lord our God. So what kind of a giant is in your life today? Get to the pasture. Get alone with God. Bless Him. Love Him. Praise Him. And then get back to the battle and kill those giants. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. And you know how you do it? Not by getting all riled up with human emotion. Let's go kill that giant and... Quietness and rest. Quietness and rest. The Bible says, stand and see the salvation of our Lord. Amen? Amen. Trust Him today. Don't lean on your own understanding. Every aspect of your life, acknowledge Him that He's there, that He's with you, that He's for you, that He has the best intentions for you. Bask in it. And then what happens is he gives us direction. And we walk in it. Amen? Amen. He knows the plans that he has for us. 
And we're going to walk in it. Trust him. Acknowledge him. And be directed by him. On this Mother's Day. Bless your mom. My mom is dead. 16 years now. But I remember her like it was yesterday. I got another mom though. I got Steph's mom. She loves the Lord and she's really, really cool. And she's a good cook. And I, I thank God. I thank God for my mom. And I want you to go today, guys. The enemy of our souls wants to destroy our families. Hold your family tight. You are not enemies. Do you understand that? The enemy of our soul is who we fight against. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't fight against our families. We bring them in and we love. We turn our hearts over to God and say, God, I need you and I trust you today. Let's do it, okay? In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's close in a word of prayer and then you guys can get out of here. And if you go into Texas Roadhouse, I'll see you over there. Hallelujah. Dear God, we love you today. We thank you for all that you are. We thank you for all that you've made us. We thank you that we can rest in quietness and confidence in every circumstance and situation. We'll not get stirred with confusion and chaos. Our emotions will not erupt into a frenzy, but our emotions will be refocused as our mind is entrenched in the promises and the truth of God. Our emotions are refocused towards the praise and adoration of our God. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, the willpower of the very presence of God in our hearts and lives will direct our paths into the purposes and passions of God. And we're excited about it, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.